All right, guys, we got to get ready. Our like fancy guest is coming over. He's smart. He's cultured. I know. We're gonna look know. like idiots. I know. I know. Did you did you get the cups that I wanted? The 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 really nice red beer cups. Yeah, I got the red the ones from the top shelf at Dollarama, right? Oh, top shelf. Yeah, top shelf. Of course, top shelf. Okay, always top shelf. Good, good. Did you get the napkins? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I got them. I got plenty of napkins. I got all sorts of different kind of napkins. But d- did you laminate them though? L- laminate them. Yes. Like with a lamination yeah, machine, the, the napkins. So they're fancy. Yeah. So oh, they're fancy. Uh, you're going to blow it, Brian. He's going to look think we're idiots. Okay, okay. I'm going to go get the lamination machine. Do you want these plain white ones? Do you want the Halloween ones that were marked down? That's pretty cool. Not if they're marked down. I don't. No. I think he'll automatically know that they, we bought marked right, down. All right, ones. all right. Okay, I'll get the laminator on. Ugh. I'm tired of using this every day. What else are you laminating? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? Like a business suit? Yeah. <laughs> the fa- you like you yeah. print out, you print out a suit out of paper and then laminate it so it looks and sew it together with like wool, <laughs> like a child's uh, arts and crafts project. It's great. <laughs> oh, he's here uh, in the middle of our bit. What the? F- All right, welcome to the show. There's there's four of us here today, there which are. is an unusual thing. Uh, first off is uh, first off is myself because that's all I care about. No, uh, I'm Merck. Well, he said it out loud. I'm Brian. He said that out loud, and I'm Kyle. And with us, yeah, and with us is very special guest uh, Adrian Lysenko, who's uh, um, we are having a, a discussion about. He's yes. he's just uh, had a new book that just came out, uh, Five Stocks of Grain. We will be talking about that in a little bit later, but uh, yeah, just super happy to have you on the show. Thank yeah. you very much for having me on. It's a pleasure. Is it though? Kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> Fatality. No, it's a, ple- no it's, a pl- it's a pleasure. No. I'm joking. It's, yeah. I'm just going to smash cut to I the can. news. <laughs> <laughs> Current Zero News Flash. And, and here we are in the news. And here we are. So in very sad news, unfortunately, we've had uh, in the last week, a couple of weeks, we've had uh, a couple of major deaths in comics. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin O'Neill passed away at age 69. Um, so he well, he's well known for a lot of things, but mainly, I mean, League of the Extraordinary Gentleman with Alan Moore. Uh, he worked on a lot of like 2000 A.D properties and stuff like that. He had uh, done Omega Man at DC. Um, in particular, he did uh, this Green Lantern Corps Annual Number 2. There was a pretty major one with uh, fights with the Comics Code Authority. Um, so I guess literally they refused to approve of this comic based largely just on his art. They just did not like his art because it was very kind of like horror-y and like very, you know, it had like really? a vibe to it. I don't know. How, yeah. How would you describe it? It's very like kind of disturbing. I think that one dealt with... Um, uh, like Black Hand or Necron, stuff like that that sort of came back in Blackest Nights. Okay. So you were dealing with oh, okay. the imagery and stuff I think they just found kind of disturbing or off-putting and uh, they just did not like what he did. <laughs> it had like, mm. apparently had mm. cru- crucifixion scenes and stuff too. So DC did actually just published it without the code approval in uh, 1986. 
which at the time was kind of, oh. you know, they've been done a few that's, times. That's but pretty rare at the time. It was very rare at the time. So, you know, that's pretty cool. And that's a pretty uh, memorable one. So, uh, yeah. And again, a week of extraordinary gentlemen with Alan Moore. He worked with Alan Moore a number of times. Um, and as well with, uh, Pat Mills, who, uh, I think he created Nemesis the Warlock and Martial Law, which was Epic Comics in the 80s. Kind of like a... Oh, yeah. Like, basically, the whole point was, like, let's take, like, Judge Dredd and make it even more... Yeah. Kind yeah. of a thing, right? So, <laughs> so yeah. And uh, and also, Carlos Pacheco has uh, passed at age 60. I think he was mere days away from his 61st birthday, actually. Yeah. And he had been uh, diagnosed with ALS... Fairly recently, actually, that was that was announced, yeah. and he announced his retirement from comics. Yeah, so it's it's very sad that it, that he went so quickly. Um, but and obviously he's had like a massive career over decades. Uh, I mean, Avengers Forever was a big one. He worked on like X Men during a time I was like really closely reading X Men when he was drawing it, and I just like really loved his art on X Men. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that was a big one for me. He but, had like, such great art; it was so like clean and yeah. and really like high detail but at the same time really clean and like lots of curve it wasn't harsh it was yes. really i don't want to say easy on the eyes but like that it, sort it of was like kind just of like um shit i lost his name uh it's like ed mcginnis it, but not as it, yeah yeah it, it, it's like joe mad but he can keep <sighs> to a schedule and he doesn't make every face and body type <laughs> look the exact same yeah exactly yeah, really, yeah. yeah like you can see this kind of influence especially like when he started on x-men he was kind of that was the style right so it was the the style of the time as it were everyone had onions on their belts and everyone had belts every last one yep <laughs> big, big belts and shoulder no pads, ahoy. But uh, but it stood out, though, right? And he had his own. It just felt like it kind of has his art kind of even evolved over time. Like, even on Superman and stuff like that was really good. Uh-huh. I thought that was a really cool fit, too. Yeah, but apparently in his hometown, so obviously this is very, very, very sad, but uh, in his hometown, he appears to just be just absolutely beloved. Uh, it's San Roque in Spain, uh, and I guess they declared a period of official mourning, the mayor said, for, uh, there's like a two-day period, wow. where, and wow. uh, they called him a hero, because he, uh, I guess he signed up for organ donation, so, you know, they're really celebrating that, and in the past, I guess their city council had named an avenue after him, and he was literally named the town's favorite son, which apparently was an actual title they gave him, so his hometown <laughs> absolutely loved him, and it seems like everybody wow. just... Just you know, his brother hated that thing. I <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Look, it's the same last name. You get part yeah. of it. <laughs> well, Skippy. sure. I knew you loved him best. So uh, it's very sad. I just, I was just sort of very pleased to read all of that because I'm just like he. And I think he still lived there. You know, I think he lived there his whole life, as far as I, unless I got yeah. that wrong. But I'm just glad that he was so beloved. You know, and is the yeah. place he lived. And and just a tiny bit of news. For me personally, that's not sad. Uh, there's oh, across the Spider Verse. There's more casting. More people are getting cast in across the Spider Verse. And most recently was Daniel Kaluuya, who we know from like Get Out. He was in Black Panther. Um, yep. He's uh, gonna be playing Spider Punk, which is a uh, Hobie oh. Brown. Oh, nice! Like the like the Prowler in the main thing, but he's Spider Punk. Cause he is British, and everybody forgets about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he's gonna be the Spider Punk, and uh, I. I'm extremely excited for a couple of reasons because I really want a spider verse toy also. And this means one's definitely coming, but I uh, should probably shouldn't do that. But also like, yeah, he's a great actor. It's too late. Bry's got a bit of a fixation on collecting figures. So yes, I suck. 
<laughs> Ooh, self-burn. Those are rare. A little bit of news that just came across my desk today. Um, I didn't know anything about this. I don't know if there were hints of it. Uh, I think there might have been kind of like a little preview sneak at the uh, at San Diego, but I don't know if that's true or not. Mm-hmm. But basically, Kelly Sue Duconic and Bill Sienkiewicz are doing a book together oh. through, um, and I think we've mentioned this company before, AMC, like the, the Walking Dead yeah, like the uh, yeah. network. They do. Uh, they have like a, a a network. There's AMC Network Publishing or something like that. Uh-huh. That it's basically they're doing comics as well. Um, so what they are doing is Kelly Sue Duconic and Bill Sienkiewicz have teamed up to do um, a book called Parisian White. Hmm. Uh, it's uh, kind of the jazz. I I pulled up the explanation it here because it started to. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm going to just paraphrase this. But then <laughs> I read it up. and I'm like, I can't f- paraphrase this. I don't understand this at all. So I'm going to read this. This is from graphicpolicy.com. A set for 2023, Parisian White takes place in the jazz age in Paris, but not exactly the world we know. A rhyming future where art is life and life is expressed in the language of color. Carmine, a particularly deep red, is produced from the bodies of a South American parasite. French green is so full of arsenic that it functions as a rat poison. Parisian white threatens death to anyone so foolish as to open a tube. Pigments are words and weapons. Precious, explosive, fiercely guarded, and fought for when combined with the right talent, pigments can capture, transform, or destroy your world. All right, then. Okay, that sounds like so a, a, that sounds a, like a murder book. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Like, holy shit. So I mean I'm I'm psyched Bill Sienkiewicz, I'm very psyched to 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 Ooh. see this. Absolutely. And Kelly Sue DeConnick is really good. I love, love her work. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of preview covers and stuff. They look they look pretty awesome. Um very cool. I guess it said there's a special promotional edition comic coming out for San Diego Comic Con next year, followed by the series launch uh later in that year. So hmm. it's it's still not not another year or so till it comes out, but but it's a cool That's thing, and it that. is coming eventually. Eventually. Through AMC, yep. somehow. Well, Apparently. Through, yeah. They'll still be around. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, well, no fine. problem. They'll be fine. I hope so. They own Shutter. I hope you got paid up front. Oh, they better stick around then. Yeah, they're fine. Hi there. This is Bry during editing. Um, just coming into the episode, basically, because uh, some very, very tragic news broke very soon after we recorded. Uh, that Kevin Conroy uh, very suddenly and uh, surprisingly, uh, shockingly, uh, passed away um, on November 10th. Kevin Conroy obviously had played Batman um, for as long as uh, I can remember, as long as it feels like a lot of people can remember, um, since uh, 1992 with Batman the Animated Series, which was obviously such a uh, a huge, huge definitive take on the character and just a, a, a touchstone for so, so many people. And one might argue kind of perfected how to handle that character. But that obviously was uh, Kevin Conroy's incredible performance um, as, as Batman and Bruce Wayne. And uh, how well he, he managed to have those two very distinctive voices and, and portray them just so perfectly. Like how, how he would just transition from one to the other sometime was just so uh, just incredible. Like, like 
the vocal version of like watching Christopher Reeve sort of take off the glasses and straighten up, you know, like it's just such a, such a perfect definitive performance. And there's a reason that, you know, everyone just always wanted him to play Batman. And that's why he kept playing Batman and so many other projects past that point. Um, you know, continuing that universe and the cartoons and, and uh, the animated shows and uh, into movies and video games, obviously the Batman Arkham and injustice and, you know, so many of those that, that became such, massive franchises which are huge huge audiences too right so he's just a, such a definitive uh take on that character and by all accounts he just seems like a was, was just such a lovely person and uh, very very kind-hearted and uh thoughtful and caring and uh you know it's it's it's, it's a big blow he, he was uh trained at juilliard uh he had a scholarship i believe at juilliard uh, in the 70s and I, uh, apparently he actually roomed with robin williams which is which is wild <laughs> And he like did a lot of you know stage performances, and he was an incredible actor. And he did a lot of television, and uh, got to play uh, Bruce Wayne in live action on TV on the Arrowverse Crisis uh, crossover a few years back, which was cool to see. Obviously, his his uh, performance has touched so many people, and he'll surely and should be remembered as one of the greatest Batman or greatest superhero uh, actors performers of all time. And uh, I think that. He's being very, very widely honored right now, and, and deservedly so. So, you know, put on an episode of uh, the Batman or, or play some of the game or something. I think it's a good good time to go back and, and sort of look at his uh, huge, huge legacy on that character and, uh, you know, on, on so many people's lives. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Welcome to the warm-up! Since uh, we do have Adrian here with us and we're talking uh, about his book in the main topic, and it's it deals with, uh, like, his, it's a historical graphic novel, uh, historical fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought with the warm-up that we would talk about, um, like, historical, historical fiction comics mm-hmm. and graphic mm-hmm. novels and kind of delve into that not that we've done it a little bit in the past but i think more peripherally not specifically on that topic yeah um so yeah adrian take it away i'm kidding not throwing you <laughs> yeah. in the deep end i don't like what what are the first ones that jump to mind so i think there's I actually, a couple i had a question about that um sure. so something something like mouse that would mm-hmm. not be historical fiction right because it's historical nonfiction. Right. Correct. Okay. Just I, so something like 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 Slaughterhouse Five historical fiction, because yeah, it is things way. that happen, but it's also, you know, the I don't sci- think Billy sci-fi. Pilgrim's a real yeah. Deal that brings in a different like yeah. Yeah. Slaughterhouse yeah. Five would be yeah bringing yeah. in sci-fi and that, but yeah. And yeah, it does delve into that, and a lot of them kind of cross over and touch on each other. And that was I was looking through my books and I was like, oh yeah, this this would actually this and this, this. I'm pulling mm-hmm. some out, and then I'm looking and going would. Like we think of Mao's, and we—that's it's history, but it's also mm-hmm. like essentially biography, right? In a sense. So then they're like, okay, does biography mean history, graphic novel? But not really. But mm-hmm. it can. Like they can cross over and touch in, yeah. into each, in each other's genres. But and then there's stuff like From Hell, right? Yeah, where that's totally historical fiction. Yeah. So it's based on Jack the Ripper and that whole thing, but then goes into a whole different. Yeah, yeah it's and based then, on like, Alan Moore varying being degrees of that. So, yeah, well, I think of like 
One of the first ones, even before Mouse, for me was, uh, I don't know if you guys have read it, Louis Riel. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, it's on the, yeah. It's on my list. It's on your list. Yeah, Chester Brown, I think, uh, I think it was like one of the first graphic novels to get an, uh, Arts Council, Ontario Arts Council funding. Really? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. It was Ontario? Oh, it didn't Ontario? Yeah, because yeah. I think he was living in That's Ontario funny. at the time. Um, and like, see, I, like, I learned about that stuff in, in public school or high school, but I can't, like, that being said, I think he took creative liberties and I'm sure, you know, so I mean, is Mouse the same way as, you well, know, like, that's... I mean, he's, Louis Riel's talking to God and obviously Chester wasn't there when he was <laughs> right. talking to God, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, or was or maybe. he? Wasn't? <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't know. So. But then you get into yeah. the greater debate of like history writing and documentary and that sort mm, of stuff, it. like what is, yeah. like it's all mm-hmm. manipulated and you're, you're changing the story. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause, cause at a certain point you're, you're, you're changing the facts a little bit to tell a better more cohesive story yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but then it becomes then then at at that point it becomes a story that's right right yeah it's a big fish yeah huge pet peeve for me for especially with films is based on a true story like i think someone created a huge uh like chart or just like blasting these movies out claim to be based on true stories and i think now i don't know if they're like i don't want to say cracking down on it more but like saying inspired by actual events yeah i know that that just came up uh the crown the new the new season of the crown just came out and that deals with stuff that's like you're getting more recent now in people's memory so you're, you're dealing yeah. with like the death of lady or, or yeah. lady die is, is coming into yeah. the story and mm-hmm. whatever so they actually got pressured to change the start of that that it was rather than just the crown and everybody mm-hmm. knows that oh this isn't the, the what happened like no they have a lot of liberties in right. that storyline yeah. so this is actually inspired by true events sort sure. of thing sure. and right. that's in, in right at the start now you're telling me the queen does not have a gundam is that <laughs> <sighs> My queen. She doesn't have one thing that could get me into that uh, show, Kyle, and that would be it right there. (laughs) You ruined it. (laughs) I'd love to see the anime opening of The Crown. (laughs) (laughs) You are now imagining a majestic crown spinning before a black backdrop. Proper classic. The queen just jumping with all the lines. (laughs) They're all just twirling in the sky. Uh, (laughs) One punch Liz, that's what they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. Where were we? So just looking through uh, the ones that I had picked up that that jumped to mind and ones I wrote down, like Persepolis. Yeah. Yeah. Being a major one. um, And that's like full autobiography. Mm -hmm. I have this. I think did I lend you this? Yeah, I didn't read it. Yeah, either yeah. did I. Yeah. Uh, I tried to. It's called It's Palestine yeah. Yeah. by Joe Sacco. He does really it's, heavy he's like more It's like, like journalism. journalism. Yeah. It's yeah. F- yeah. dense. Yeah. Like not that it's not good, but it's like yeah. you gotta be prepared for that sort of thing. And that's mm-hmm. what I find with a lot of not a lot of them, but there's mm-hmm. a good chunk of them that, that have like a, a, a more journalistic exploratory right. bent on it that way and mm-hmm. they've become very very solid like it's not just a light read <laughs> no, it's yeah, like, yeah very much like here's you know we're gonna have at some point some page breakdowns with with facts and yeah well right. in this one there's just so much text like mm-hmm. it, it's like I, I just i was gonna say a harry crumb comic but more <laughs> so um there's just so much stuff on there that mm-hmm. it's just yeah it it almost I don't want to say becomes unreadable, but mm-hmm. it, it makes it t- like a tough read for, for sure yeah. for a <laughs> yeah. regular comic. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
One of the ones that is my personal favorite, uh, it's called Moving Pictures by Catherine and Stuart Amonin. Okay. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. And this actually inspired, this is an audio podcast, so mm-hmm. I, you can't see this, but the yeah. book design is so beautiful uh, that I stole the design oh. for my book, Season of the Dead Hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, it's a little digest size, and it's got, like, textured art paper on the front and black and white, but it's, it's about... Um, like during World War II, when the Nazis were coming in and they were going to be looting all the art, art treasures and stuff. So then it's it's this story about a curator who's trying to hide and save a bunch of that art. Right. And, uh, yeah, very cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Awesome. It's it's funny because when we were like talking about like we're going to talk about historical fiction and comics, the the first thing mm-hmm. that that came to mind for me was actually Hark a Vagrant. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like my. By, uh, who is it, Kate uh, Breton? She's Canadian from the yeah, East Coast, yeah. right? Uh, she yeah, just yeah, yeah, released yeah. a book about uh, her the experience on the, the tar sands. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. you were talking right. about that the other day. Yeah. But mm-hmm. her, yeah, yeah, yeah. like before that, she was making comics, you know, 2005, 2006, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For student newspapers and stuff, and then got big doing that and, you know, was able to leave uh, Fort Mac. Uh, but the the comics are like, I would say a good half of them are, are historical comics and talking about like historical figures, uh, mm-hmm. and just, you know, making fun of them and having a good time <laughs> with that. So, but it, yeah. it's, it's weird because, you know, we think of historical fiction as more like this has to be, you know, this is, this is big and important in its history, but sometimes it's just those hats they wore crazy. Yeah. Here's a little snippet of just one area. Well, it's like you see the humanity in like these, you know, kind of like silly and like petty and like just these very human and funny versions of historical mm-hmm. figures. And like, yeah, that's probably yeah. pretty accurate. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys read uh, Death of Stalin? Like, no. That's sim- similar but different. They made the movie with. Uh, oh, was Steve- that the movie? Yeah, 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 Steve Buscemi. Oh, oh, okay. yeah. oh so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's based off a graphic novel. I mean, so it's around. Obviously, events that happen, but I mean, you know, the it's power struggle that going around very is very hilarious. And it's a lot yeah. of, it becomes very sarcastic and yeah. a lot of tongue in cheek stuff yeah. and just goofiness yeah. that happens. But it's like the, the, the same figures, but like, yeah, yeah. it, it, it and was, yeah, and just hilarious. horrendous things that they do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, wow. uh, it's brilliant. Hmm. So I came across one. In, in my research, and I haven't read it. I actually kind of want to track it down. Apparently, there's a, a whole series of them. I think they're aimed more towards kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know of what age, but it just looks interesting. Nathan Hale is is the author's name, um, and he has Nathan Hale's Hazardous Tales. So he they're all historical fiction of some sort or history books of some sort, graphic novels. Okay. This one's Nathan Hale's Hazardous Tales number three, The Donner Dinner Party, a oh, pioneer no. tale. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, light tasty. reading for yeah. the kids yeah. oh, about cannibalism. Oh, yum, yum. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. What, uh, <laughs> what What do you have in your hands there, Bri? That's uh, the next thing I was going to talk about. Actually, kind of comes via my wife who bought this uh, and has been following uh, Shigeru Mizuki's uh, career, who's like a major manga character, like one of the foremost yeah. ones from Japan, uh, and Onward Towards Our Noble Deaths, which is yeah. Um, yeah. really good. And it's also um, yeah. kind of like it's autobiographical in a in a sense, right? Like all the stuff is coming from his own yeah. experiences and he's sort of in it. But I mean, like stuff happens in it, obviously, that, it, you know, it, it's 
fictionalized uh, in, in, yeah. in a lot of ways, too. But it's basically just uh, his experiences um, in the Imperial Army during World War II and just just absolutely the most calamitous, horrifying realities of just just what that is. Like being like stuck on an island and just being like being set on um, a suicide mission and surviving and uh, wow. and and how bad in fact <laughs> that situation is because you know they weren't supposed to survive so that itself you're expected yeah. to die yeah, and yeah that's, exactly that's and the honorable yeah. way to go yeah. exactly and it's just like seeing how you know like through this whole experience like how uh how little human life is they like, considered at all yeah. and really questioning it and being extremely obviously extremely critical of it and just blatantly calling out uh like he was so angry about what he went through, what he's like saw, seeing people die, seeing like the most horrific things, like people just being fed to a meat grinder and totally comes across. And it's just, it's must read stuff for sure. I mean, and even just other things too, but I mean, like I, we knew him cause we were reading, um, uh, and watching Gegege no Kitaro, um, which is his major franchise about like yokai and stuff like that. We're really into that. So, I mean, uh, yeah. you sort of see his style, which can be sort of cartoony. I'm, I'm going to kind of, He's got this oh, kind yeah. of specific style there, you know, where they're sort yeah. of characterized a little bit, right? They got sort of that kind of style to it, but there's also like so, so much detail in everything. And I mean, there's ones where I'm not, I wasn't hundred percent sure. They look like photos. The graphic, Brian, that's so funny that you bring up that book because I read that in 2014, just when we were starting that. And that was a huge uh, influence on me for the, for the graphic novel. Really? Uh, wow. Yeah, I, t- I was living in Toronto and I, I and I took it out and it's just like same thing like the stories like because it's if I remember like the multiple characters and just kind of like you know them again being like you said fed through this meat grinder and yeah. like forcing for the to die for the emperor you know and like to have this and yeah, yeah just blown away by like you have these kind of cartoon and then it just you turn the page and like it's like the photorealism is just yes. like it's like wow it's just yeah it's pretty pretty heavy to say the least so oh yeah. absolutely it's yeah he's yeah. it's incredible work obviously it, and it was like pu- first published i think it was 1972 or 1973 so i mean <laughs> right it still hits you like uh so hard and i mean just the fact i mean he like lost an arm like he had one arm when he was like for his whole career because uh you know well, like he lost so many people hmm. and lost an arm and was still like such a major creator it's just yeah anyway like and it's a lot of these that even what we even the ones we've mentioned like they tend to be heavier subjects yeah like it's it's like obviously they do we do mention a couple where they go a little lighter tone but it always seems to be that heavier tone and i was thinking like and it's often just the way it is you're telling a one-off story mm-hmm. here's the one story and then it ends and then that's it like there's there's no offshoot there's no continuing the story generally yeah. Yeah. Um, sometimes for sometimes <laughs> well that there was, be- there was that <laughs> series about uh martin luther king run or was it no? Oh, not Martin Luther King. No, uh, uh, yeah, about the civil rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, John yeah. Lewis was it John Mar- Lewis yeah. March. John Lewis. Yes, yes. thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yes. March. Yes, yeah. But that, yeah, yeah, like that was kind of planned as a trilogy. And I mean, like George Takei has uh, this one about uh, Japanese internment camps and stuff. These are ones that I haven't actually read these, and yes. I've been wanting to read yeah. these, and I just haven't gotten around to it. So now mm-hmm. I've said that out loud in a podcast. I've been shamed. I got to read them. Yep. <laughs> we'll, che- we'll check up yeah. on you yeah. in a couple months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hold hold my feet to the fire. Another, I mean, there are different genres too. I mean, not genres, but like different kind of sh- offshoots of it too. Like another one that we were, would you say flavors? Flavors. Let's oh, do flavors. flavors. I like flavors. Yeah. Tones. Uh, tones. Flavors. flavors. Yeah. 
Um, one that for art wise that I kind of really um, pointed to Ivanka and, uh, and one of my favorites is Lone Wolf and Cub. Yeah, and it's not like I mean I don't think at, at first you would think it's like really historical fiction, but um, I love Samurai. Like I love the Kurosawa movies. I think I got you one one book, right? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, actually when I was looking at what yeah, I had, yeah, I picked yeah. it up and I was like, yeah. I, and I even done, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, it would be. I te- technically, yeah. Like and I mean, you're, you're and basing I, it in a it's the, period. What piece, is it? The basically. Edo or the no the like feudal Japan? Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, know. I don't know how history. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I think I like I don't, I mean, know, maybe how, I don't know. I don't know how historically accurate it is, but it's just like I don't know, just uh, a great kick-ass story of yeah. uh, I don't know <laughs> samurai yeah. adventure. So. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, and the it, art is beautiful. The art. Yeah, it is. I, I always find an opportunity to talk about it whenever I can. But I mean, if you if you just make them animals, it's Usagi Ojimbo, really. I mean, it's set also in. That's it. Yeah. You know? And, if you, and if you make them Star Wars, it's, you know. Yeah. Jedi. <laughs> Could you make it Star Wars for me? Oh, shit. I, made, I went and made it <laughs> that Westworld. Was the pitch meeting I'll take with that. Lucas. I'll yeah. take that. Could please. you make this more Star Wars? Well, yeah. Kyle, they got your back because Space Usagi is them combined. So, I mean, you can't go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I went right. He wanted uh, Toshiro Mifune as uh, Alec Guinness, as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right. right? right. Yeah. So, yeah. there's that Well, old, even the design yeah. of Vader yeah. yes, is the, the helmet <laughs> of the Shogun. And hair. then having yeah. um, 3PO and R2D2. The hidden, hidden fortress. Dudes, yeah, that's the a bubble, hidden fortress the bubbling. nod. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And also, yeah. C-3PO and R2-D2 were literally in it. Both, all of them. <laughs> Just look. Oh, you didn't see them there? You gotta you gotta look no. again. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> Sidewalk. Look again. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> what the f***? All right, so uh, for the main, what we're talking about today is uh, we have Adrian Lysenko, who's, um, okay, full disclosure. He's a 10. Adrian, I. <laughs> but. But. You're too kind. Well, you tell me. You tell me the but. Uh, <laughs> full <laughs> full disclosure, uh, Adrian and I are, are working together on a couple of books sure. ourselves. I think I've mentioned him on the podcast Several times, but never so. specifically of like Adrian Lysenko of here's his address. There you guy. go. Yeah. Um, we solved a long term mystery on this series, I think. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We always like yeah. name drop a couple of people all yeah. the time. Maris, and, uh, never... Wilson, Farah. Yeah. Stella. Was that, what was like Kramer's friend? I forget. Joe Sacamano? Joe Sacamano, there you I go. I went to Seinfeld yeah. trivia last night. We got yeah. fourth yeah. place. Hmm. I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> Four <laughs> How many teams were there? It really Six. depends on that. Three. Study, Three. Oh, study <laughs> <got> in business. <laughs> yeah, four. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, so what we are so talking about, about is his... Sorry. We are talking about Adrian's uh, brand new book, um, Five Stocks of Grain. Uh, that he wrote and illustrated by Ivanka Theodosia. Am I saying this name right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Theodosia Galadza. Galadza, yeah. Oh, look at me. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. I've only had three beer, and yeah. I got that out. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Um, it's a it's a black and white book from University, University of, Cal- of Calgary. Calgary Press. Yeah, tell tell us about this book. Yes, sure. So it's uh, 
like you said, it's a black and white uh, comic graphic novel that takes place during the Holdemore, which is uh, our story, even though we don't say it uh, outright, um, takes place in 1932. Um, and the Holdemore was a terror famine, which was a man-made famine um, orchestrated by the Soviet Union that killed millions of Ukrainians, basically, and hoarded grain from... Ukrainians like living in the countryside and um, so that's basically just the background of the story and but our story kind of focuses on um, a sister and a brother who shortly after they become orphans they kind of go on this horrific uh, odyssey in this in this background in this backdrop yeah. of um, 1932 of uh, Soviet Ukraine so yeah so it's a light book yeah, it's, it's a light. It's a, light story, yeah, it's a very, it's a very light read. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> let Let me start off actually yeah. maybe by asking like what What was the origin of this for you? Like where did you start from that you were like I need to tell this story? Um, I th- my grandma. Even though like so, all my grandparents are Ukrainian, um, but they none of them were directly affected by the the Holodomor. Um, you know, thankfully. My, my one grandmother lived in a city in central Ukraine in the surrounding area. People were f- affected by it. And she told me stories about, um, people stumbling into the city and like begging for potato peels, crusts of bread, um, anything. Because basically they created, at this time, they created, the Soviet government created, um, internal passports so people couldn't leave. Oh, okay. So I, I can't remember when she told me this story, but it just had, um, as it had a big impact on her, it had a huge impact on me. And like, yeah, I was young at the time, so I didn't understand the gravity of, of, uh, of the situation that she was speaking about, but it just, it stuck with me. And then, I don't know, years later, I was, it was on, uh, just kind of like on a, I don't know if a Wikipedia research rabbit hole, and I came mm-hmm. across this, um, this um, concept of toll houses, which some Eastern um, Orthodox, believe that when the soul um ascends to heaven they have to go through these various toll houses where demons come out and challenge them um for various sins that they might have uh, committed and basically try and drag them down to hell and so i don't can't remember when like the light bulb clicked but i thought this is a great idea to put this uh, eventually came into this context and so having these two characters kind of go on this odyssey and this kind of purgatory because it, because to me it is basically purgatory that they go through. Um, so yeah, that's where it kind of mm. came from. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Damn. All right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see everybody next week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, something that I feel, cause I, I have like, I don't, I don't know, four Ukrainian grandparents. I had one. So, you know, it was a little not, it's not, not something that I was uh, brought up with as seriously. I, but I mean, I think about how many are in this region specifically and like this kind of part of the like you know, Manitoba, I think. Like, I don't know where your family came through back in. Yeah. Well, yeah, my, my family, one part's from Toronto and then my other part's from the States. So they were supposed okay. to go to Manitoba, right. um, but got off the train and stayed in Toronto. Because I had uh, some jobs. That's uh, not bad. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's it's. I find there's like a running thread, and it's interesting that your your grandparents actually discussed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just knowing, like, from my own experience, and then from like my wife's uh, experience with her grandparents, mm-hmm. um, I think some of them were involved 
uh, like her her grandfather, her opa was involved. Uh, he's German, his or he's Latvian, mm-hmm. and his her grandmother was German. So they were like crossing lines, and they met, and like there's there's stories there. Like they've both passed now, so we'll mm-hmm. never get those stories. But sure. just knowing, hearing those things, her mother was born in Germany, mm-hmm. so they still had a lot of ties there, and just the fact that they never. He willfully would not discuss mm-hmm. that sort of thing because it was like it's a horrific time. Whether sure. it's like you're talking World War II or famines or whatever, like going through these things, yeah. the upheaval that a lot of people were going through that like they're not they generally weren't passing that no. on to our generation. No, no. No, it's like my my grandfather, um my uh, paternal grandfather, he his father was arrested in the middle of the night by the Soviet secret police. When he was 17 years old, it was like the tap on the door and they took him and brought him to the gulag. But he would never, I heard about the same thing. I heard about this from my grandmother. Yeah. He would like, I went to the house actually where this happened. And it was, I don't know, just the weirdest, yeah. strangest feeling to be there. But same thing. Like he was the type of person, especially because he went, lived through the war, never would talk about it. My, yeah. my grandmother was a bit more open to it, but yeah, he just didn't want to relive that. That was something that, um. Yeah. And so that was part of the reason that we wanted to do that, this book, because I don't know. I mean, I really enjoy history. Um, but that being said, if it wasn't for my background, my Ukrainian roots and background, I don't know if I would never heard of the whole Demor. Um, so I know I had not until reading this book. Yeah. So that's a huge thing that we kind of wanted to build awareness for it. And we thought graphic novels, um, you know, especially with schools and stuff like that, kind of bring that awareness uh, would be a great uh, opportunity. Accessibility. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I, my first language, even though I was was born in Toronto, my first language, because my mom went back to work shortly after she had me, different grandma, but she, she looked after my sister and I. So basically my first language was Ukrainian. Um, always had trouble kind of reading and, uh, comics. I mean, even though I didn't piece it together, like comics were kind of how I, I don't want to say I learned how to read, but you, it's you, okay. You're, yeah, you're in, you're yeah, in good yeah, company yeah. to say that. So. Yeah. 100%, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, like, yeah. So, I mean, I remember, I think, what was it? The, um, my mom bought me uh, X-Men number one, like, uh, yeah. uh, Cliff Claremont. <laughs> you have yeah. X-Men number yeah. one? I did. I think she Which got cover. She did. T- she takes, <laughs> she takes it the way. I still remember the fold out, uh, the fold out cover. Oh, that one, okay. Yeah. So like, and that was the one, like, I think I really started to kind of, for me, like to piece together the, the pictures and the story, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, that was, yeah, that was a huge, uh, catalyst for us in this, even though if we didn't kind of realize it at the time when we were doing it, but, uh, yeah. If I can sidestep and mm-hmm. talk a little bit about Ivanka's art, mm-hmm. because it's, she has has an a super unique approach to definitely. comic storytelling. Yeah, yeah. It, it is definitely not a traditional no sort of uh, graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Um, what and even just reading the little blurb, but she's got more of a printmaking background. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And it very much shows. Like, mm-hmm. It has that. She's got. If I can just describe it, like it, there's a lot of like them walking through the forest, yep. and they're. Uh, like the birch trees with the, have that kind of textural look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dark, dark blacks, but it's has like textured blacks in the background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then the characters who are in the foreground are very slight lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, it's very just fine. like very simple line art, but very 
detailed, controlled, especially in the face, to get the uh, get the hair and the, the the facial expressions and that sort of stuff, and it comes across very well because of that. Is that you're focusing on that one thing? It's like yeah. a lot and of the detail out. falls apart yeah. on the rest of it, and that's okay because it mm-hmm. brings you up to look yeah. at the faces at what's going on. Yeah. The eyes always seem to, or at least a lot of the time, or, or the only really part that seem to have like that thicker, bolder line width there, which yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite effective because those are some very haunted eyes. Like it was very, it 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 works yeah. very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, a reviewer commented, kind of, it said it reminded them of like uh, European films. I don't know. It's huh. like I don't want to say like the silent ones, but like uh, no, Sorati, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but but it's definitely true. Like what you said, yeah, Brian, yeah. about the eyes. Like it's very yeah. very striking that way. And yeah, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, like there, there are a few establishing shots where it, it'll show like this is the setting, yeah. but once that's established, it very quickly falls to just here's, you know, people acting in a space and they're the focus of it. And it's, it's really interesting that way. It's that, mm. and there's a lot of play off of contrast, like just he- like with the heavy darks and yes. then they just pop out yeah. of it. Um, and just what was really interesting was even just panel structure and page structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very different than most. Like there's sometimes no clear, no definite, clear discernible definite, yes, panel. Yes, yes. It's just them kind of moving mm. through the page. Not what you were talking about exactly, but I'm just sort of showing a part here when they were hiding in the trunk and, you know, mm-hmm. come out completely in the dark and everything just kind of like inverted in a way. And it's just uh, yeah. like, yeah. like it's, it's very, effe- like very, very effective. Again, like sometimes a high contrast can yep. can really and then use interesting waves with the black sky with the clouds and everything like that where it even looks kind of just you know a bit it it look it's, it's you know ominous it's, and powerful and yeah yeah like ominous in a way where it's just they're going obviously through this just absolute nightmare That's experience it. yeah. and it's just like it feels just, yeah like ominous and just off put mm. like something's a little off you know what I mean and I think again like That's especially it. where you were talking about about the influence about like the the toll houses and everything like that that really. Mm-hmm. It it seemed like it was like that cross between comic art and fine art mm-hmm. to me, yeah. where it's you're not just like I'm a straight up comic artist and I'm gonna do this, That's and I'm right. gonna do this, and it's like yeah. it, no, I'm gonna. The pacing is much different. That's and, right, and um, yeah, and just the reaction is much different. Yeah, yeah. yeah how did you two meet? Yeah. So um, my next door neighbor, when I was living in Toronto, it was is her cousin. Okay. And we were, we shared kind of like a communal backyard space. And I don't know what exactly I said, but he knew I was a writer. And I brought up at one point that I've always wanted to work on a, do a graphic novel. And he said, Oh, you should, um, I should uh, set you up with my cousin Ivanka, who's uh, in Montreal, but she's, uh, she's an artist. And we went through this um, kind of like weird, and and hearing that, it's always like I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, awkward. Yeah, it's yeah. Little, but, yeah. But, but anyway, but but luck by had it. We went to that summer, or maybe it was a couple of weeks afterwards. I went to this weird kind of uh, Slavic Ukrainian summer solstice party uh, close to where I grew up in the country, and I was sitting at this long table, and um, and it was midsummer. It was yeah. it was kind of it, it was kind of like a, yeah. waiting for the part where you know there's the communal moaning. There yeah, were yeah. there were little Polanski <laughs> moments uh, yeah. going on at this time. I hid in a truck, um, but uh, no, Ivanka was sitting next. To, I was cheating. Yeah. <laughs> Ivanka was sitting next to me, and she introduced herself. Oh, and then I said, "So, I mean, I didn't picture the the idea then and there." 
But um, I think you I, didn't just say, "Hey, I've got an elevator pitch." <laughs> That's Bam. it. Yeah. yeah, which I did with the, with you. you. Did yeah. That with yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I emailed her, and um, there is this organization, the Trashevchenko Foundation, uh, Ukrainian Canadian uh, philanthropic. Uh, Isn't it like linked to veterans and yeah, the, yeah. That? There's many like inter- yeah, I, I internments, and yeah. uh, I, I knew they they offered grants for uh, literary arts. And so I just sent her, I got her email from her cousin. I said, Hey, look, here's, here's the elevator pitch. You know, obviously I don't really know you and you don't know me, but would this be something you're interested in on kind of doing, uh, see if we can get a grant from, from the foundation? And she said, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, we put together some pages and I put together a short script. And so uh, I didn't realize you hadn't really worked with her before no, you even no, tried to. No, no, oh, no, no, no. I've seen her art because, she, because she had a portfolio and like especially um, her stuff was was great, is great and like um, was really drawn. Is that the style that she tends to work like like printmaking, yes, but like start contrast yeah, like that? I mean, I mean it's it, it's definitely evolved um, but like the anim her animals uh i was really drawn by the animals like um and i think i don't want to say that stayed the same it's it's obviously changed and got better right. but the way she draws animals to me i was just like oh my gosh this is amazing and there's hmm. we have one page where there's a there's a bear and an owl right. and stuff like that and um yeah so i yeah and then she she was interested and we we got the grant and I mean, it took us uh, almost eight years to develop them. We were kind of working like in a pre-COVID kind of – she went to uh, Ottawa and I moved up here to Thunder Bay mm-hmm. where I kind of continued working on the script and would send her pages. And it was an organic process where, you know, um, you know, well, I think this needs to be filled out. And I think she came up with an idea for an epilogue, the epilogue, which we have right now. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's basically how it came about. And yeah. how long process-wise did that take? Like from, from approaching to seven years, uh, seven so, years, I would say. Well, yeah, because even wow. even like I think even before right before we we submitted to University of Calgary Press, we had she had just drawn the um, the um, epilogue for it. Wow. So yeah. Wow. That was quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then she was like, "Oh, I gotta yeah. make a cover for this now." Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do a page. Let's yeah. just pick a page. Yeah. 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 Crying so hard. Like, uh, Ivanka, <laughs> yeah. this is just a picture of you giving yeah. me the finger. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, it's rotoscope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously, if we can link this to now, mm-hmm. the, the obviously Ukraine yes. is a little yes. bit in the news. Yeah. As, as of now. Yeah. Um, well, well, I mean, we started in 2014. I mean, it's, not that it, it wasn't happening. I know. And it, oh, it, it's funny because I. I yeah. 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 It's it's just on a more full scale well, uh <laughs> full scale invasion. Yeah. You know, sad to say. Because I, I, I said I was explaining to someone, I said, Well, you know, we started working this when uh, Russia invaded in two thousand fourteen. They said, Oh, don't you mean two thousand well, no. no it, it's it's no, it's they, been you it's know been, it's yeah. been going on yeah. a bit, yeah. So no, but definitely it definitely is uh, like in the news now, and I mean, I don't know. Ukraine has become the forefront for lots of people's minds who may or may not have known where it was ge- geopolitically. Right. Yeah. So yeah, and and then this year obviously is another reason. Um, it's a 90th anniversary, not anniversary, uh, 90th uh, commemorating the Holodomor. So I think this is all to more important because mm-hmm. what we're basically seeing right now with Russia and Ukraine 
is they're weaponizing grain. Mm-hmm. Uh, very similarly, different as well, but very similar to what happened then. So, yeah, it's um, yeah. when we started this project. I, if you told me this was happening eight years later yeah, or whatever, really. I would have, yeah, I, it's just, I don't know, it blows my mind sometimes to say the least. So, yeah. The yeah. more things change, the more they stay the same. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, you, you think about it, right? Well, yeah. I think of what's happening now yeah. and how many are, are like refugees are like coming to Canada. And I'm like, wow, you know, That's like it. it really, yeah. like it's one thing or another. Like I, mine was, I think before, you know, this, I think had, had come, but I mean, we're just constantly under we're fleeing from from that this this just yes never ending yeah anyway yeah so what happens now with your book <laughs> uh so we oh we have uh, a book launch here in thunder bay um november 19th Woo! yeah at goods and co what time of day is that what uh so i'm doing a bit of a signing at intershine at 11 o'clock but then kind of more like Grab a beer, a little bit of meet and greet at seven o'clock to ten o'clock. So cool. please uh, at 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 Goods, at Goods and Co. Yeah, at, at uh, Goods and Co. In the the collab, yeah, corner there. So oh, go to yeah. both. Go to yeah. both. Go please both. stop by. Talk. Buy two copies of the book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Buy a copy. At least. But then you didn't meet him the yeah. first yeah. time and then see him again. Oh, yeah. can you tell me about? You? Yeah. Don't don't talk to Adrian at all. <laughs> no. During the, the <laughs> just uh, show up first thing, stay for the entire thing, but but just say I'm only here for the beers later. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. <laughs> and then wink, and then walk yeah. away. Yeah. Exactly. But but beyond that, okay. So that yeah. you you also have. Uh, isn't there another one in Toronto as well? Oh yeah, and then the the week after doing a launch in Toronto, because Ivanka, she's in Ottawa right now. Can't make it. Can't fly up here for the one in Thunder Bay. Right. So. Toronto is a good place for us to meet in the middle. So yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so where, okay. where's that go to one going to be? A smaller place yeah, like Toronto, yeah. and maybe uh, do where, where's that one going to be? Uh, yeah. The Ukrainian. Uh, so it's the Trident Hall. It's in Etobicoke on Evans Street. Yeah, seven o'clock to I think seven o'clock to ten o'clock as well. Yeah, let's Same say thing. seven to question mark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah, that's very cool. So yeah, we're we're ex- excited about that one. Um, we wanted to do that because very strong. Obviously, Toronto community, or sorry, a, a strong Ukrainian community there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's kind of where the story, kind of the genesis for the story came from. So, yeah. Yeah, going back really? there. So, it's going to be good. So, you cycle yeah. back to Cycle back to going began. back to Toronto. Yeah. And this is, you know, and strangely enough, this is probably going to be the only, like, the third time that I've, or no, maybe third or fourth time that I met Ivanka in person. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So well, it's you know, and, it's gonna and be. there's honestly, um, and not to not to circle back to the news, but there were stories coming from yeah, sadly people who passed. But there's like writers who be like, I never actually met him in person because I lived in different countries, and I'm like, you know, being yeah. able to actually meet in person a number of times during this process is, uh, I mean, that's great because <laughs> it doesn't yeah. always yeah. happen. I mean, the way I kind of describe it to people is like we're working kind of in pre-COVID times mm. in a in a kind of COVID. COVID way. Right. Um, yeah. But I mean, I mean, like, so, I mean, Chris and I, like, our collaboration is very, even though it's COVID, <laughs> well, <laughs> the pandemic's still around, don't get me it's, wrong, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yes, you it know, is. it's, we, we, yeah, we get together and we, we yeah. kind of hash these things out in purpose and I'm not saying one's better than the other, but. Uh, it's, it's different processes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very it's, different it's process. different yeah. ways of doing things. That's and, it. Yeah. 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 So. That could be a whole topic on its own right, so. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah I absolutely. feel it. Because, like and, how... I, and 
And I'm curious how other people do it. Like, I'm sure with, you know, with the big, uh, the big companies, right? Like these guys aren't, what do they do? Just send scripts and Yeah, they're not hanging out in the bullpen together. No, 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 right? No, exactly. Yeah. Which is a shame, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like DC Comics office is a closet now. Like it's just like the broom closet and somebody sitting in there. (laughs) Open the door and it's just James Gunn crying with all these broken toys. Like, how do I... How do I put him back together? I don't. I don't want to. I don't want this. I just yeah. want this. I just want to hang out with Nathan Fillion. <laughs> well, maybe maybe I can end it with this question. Yeah. Okay. Is it Ukraine or the Ukraine? Ukraine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Are, you're just doing that. You're trolling. Me. I'm trolling. You're trolling. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trolling yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Which I know. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. I did this accidentally in conversation. Yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah, I, not even accident. Like I just and I walked out of the room. I know he got <laughs> mad, yeah. smashed the yeah. glass, yeah. kicked me in the no. nuts, and he left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "What just happened?" I'm like, "I don't even know what's going on." Yeah. But I guess yeah. that's a big thing. Yes. Ukraine so. and the Ukraine, which I don't. Well, but okay. That that being said, like I think where it came from is because you'd say it was always. Well, it only became a country in 1990, 1991, so yeah. it was always part of the Soviet Union. Right. It was always the, the Soviet Ukraine. Yeah. But you would never right. say, like, the Canada, right? That's the way I, I remember saying yeah. that to you, right? Yeah. The Trudeau Canada. The Trudeau yeah. Canada. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cue the music. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we all learned something today, except for you, Adrian. Yeah. You learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> funny sorry. because it's true. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of a yeah. thing, single thing. If you, you know, if you well, tape a match to this part of your thumb and then flick it up, it makes it look like it disappeared. And your nep- your nieces and nephews will think you're pretty cool. <laughs> Done. Done. Just before we go, if people who who aren't in Toronto or Thunder Bay want to get their hands on the book, uh, how can they do that? Uh, so it's uh, you can get it on um, through University of Calgary Press's uh, website, but also it's available uh, on Chapters, Thrift Books for those people in the states, Barnes and Noble. You went straight to Thrift Books. Thrift Books, oh. love it. Well, you got me. You got me. Matt, yeah, I got books. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then don't want to mention the Amazon, but it's mm-hmm. on the Amazon. And so you won't. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So thank you, thank you for that book. Uh, and if people want to check out what what you're doing, are there you know are there websites, are there social media stuff like that that people can check so out? So I'm on? on Twitter, I'm on uh, Instagram. I'm gonna build a website. Just haven't had the time. Free time's a bit of a, a foreign yeah. concept to me these days with yeah. a two year old and uh, and stuff. But uh, yeah, find me on socials. I'm around. Find him. If you can. (laughs) He's around. You don't know where you're going to find him. (laughs) At Adrian Lysenko uh, on Twitter or at uh, Cam Firehall on uh, Instagram. Nailed it. So, well, to round that out, who are we? Oh. Oh, who cares? (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm... uh, I'm Bry Kotick. You can uh, check me out. Uh, welcome to Hereafter.com is my comic. And I'm hoping I have time to do that at some point. Time. Isn't time terrible? Um, and you can find me on Instagram at B-R-Y-K-O-T-Y-K. Uh, my name is Kyle Lees, and you can check my stuff out at thekylees.com or thekylees shop on Instagram. Don't go anywhere else. Why would you go anywhere else? You're going to love the way you look. I guarantee it. <laughs> Oh, I'm sued. Oh, I've been and I've been sued, and I need money. So go to the website and buy, please. That growly man is one gonna... mag, one magnet at a time. I yeah. got three bucks. Uh, I'm Merc. 
<laughs> I'm Merck. You can find me at MerkAsylum.ca, M-E-R-K-A-S-Y-L-U-M.ca. Uh, Merck on Facebook, Merck and Not Like Astronaut on Instagram. Uh, a big thank you as always to K. Preston Merkley, Ocean City Defender, who did all our wonderful music and musical interstitials. Uh, check him out under Ocean City Defender. Not the game, but the musician. Uh, and mm-hmm. you can check out all three of us and our buddy Ryan Mackett at the uh, Thunder Bay. Why did my brain Community. <laughs> Community. Marcus. <laughs> Thunder Bay Country like, Market. Anyone, anyone at all, jump on that, please. <laughs> yeah. Country Market. Uh, Saturday mornings from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. and Wednesday afternoons from 3.30 to 6.30. Well, again, thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Adrian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I don't know. This is all new. So, yeah. thank you. It's fun. Everyone want to yeah, come yeah, back yeah. and just yeah, yeah. talk comics from yeah. here. Yeah. Sure. I, uh, I just lent uh, Chris a comic. Um, a graphic novel comic. I don't know what you call it. But um, have you guys ever heard of the, the Grand Odalisk? 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 It's a painting. Uh, found it at the library. Huh? No. It kind of looks like very like Grand Budapest hotel cover, but oh, it's, it's it does. Uh, That's actually what I thought. Yeah. The first thing I thought yeah, was yeah, Grand Budapest. Yeah. I thought you were holding me a graphic yeah. novel of Grand now, Budapest. I uh, I highly recommend it. Um, Fantastic Graphs put it out, but uh, it's about like a trio of uh, art thieves mm. in uh, France. Like I, it's a French uh, a French book, but yeah, I think you guys, uh, judging from your uh, your pedigree, you would enjoy it. Maybe not. The library has great comics. I gotta say. Oh, yeah. It's the oh, best. I mean, it's the best. Brody, especially like, they, and I was mm-hmm. telling Chris, they don't have uh, they don't have library finds anymore, too. Yeah. So you just keep so them forever. Yours to keep forever. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I'm lending it to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That that's what yeah. we ended on. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, right. wonderful. Yeah. 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 yeah.